Hello and welcome to episode number nine of Live Empowered with me, your host, Dr. Lisa Summerhour. My guest today is Robin Roots. Robin is a registered nurse, writer, and producer. She's also the director of the award-winning film 2020 Year of the Nurse, a documentary giving voice to medical practitioners of color as they work through COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter and the toll it took on their mental health. In today's show, Robin shares how the film, the song, and the book came to be and how she went from nursing to an award-winning director during a global pandemic. I'm excited to bring you this conversation on the podcast where empowered people empower people. Hello, hello, hello. I'm excited to see some first-time folks with us today, and I, I think we're going to have a an amazing conversation because I, I know some <laughs> of the folks who are on here today. Robin, it's a pleasure to have you here with me this afternoon, this evening, and let me go ahead and get started. Folks, I am Dr. Lisa Summerhour. I'm an author, I'm a diversity, equity, inclusion, and engagement facilitator, and I also work in the area of race and racism. Um, when I'm here, it's a little bit of that, but I'm also an engagement and empowerment coach. And I bring 35 or 40 years of, of experience in corporate America, my higher education background, and a really eclectic um, life, life experiences to this forum uh, for the purposes of bringing these conversations to you. I want you to hear interesting and informative conversations that hopefully inspire you to uh, challenge yourself to step out into this big world that we live in and try some different things. So my, my desire in a nutshell is that you're going to be so inspired by these episodes that you are going to want to experiment with your own life. And your experimenting is so that you can find the different paths to empowering yourself, because there are so many different things that we can do as individuals that empower us. And I want to bring people to you like Robin Roots so that you can hear these stories and feel encouraged, feel encouraged to try something <laughs> that maybe has been burning in you to try just so that you can learn to do these things so you can lead your best self forward out into the world. Because trust me when I tell you, this world needs what's inside of you to come out and share. I truly believe that empowered people empower people. Now, let me introduce yes. you to my guest and I wanna get this in. There's so much I could say about her. Um, this is Robin Roots. She's been nursing for more than 30 years. She is a certified dialysis nurse, a nursing professional development practitioner from Richmond, Virginia Medical Center. Um, it's been said that she's a nurse by day and a film director <laughs> by night. The truth is she's managed to combine her love of nursing and her love of film production into something that is going to change the lives of so many people. Probably everybody that's going to hear this will be impacted at some point by what she's put together. And she did this through her production company, Cluster Productions. She has successfully designed a way to combine these two things. And I'm going to talk to you. We're going to talk to you a little bit later about her award-winning film. It's 2020 year of the nurse. But before yes. we do that, I'm going to do something that I have never done on this show before. <laughs> I'm going to show you the video, the award-winning video that she wrote the lyrics to 2020, the year of the nurse. So hold on here. Uh, you're about to be duly entertained. Let me get <laughs> off of here and switch this thing around and get us set up here with the video. 
I'm excited. I am too. And I'm hoping it's going to let me flip it. There we go. All right. And we are going to cue music and everyone enjoy this video. Who would have thought life would change with each touch and breath that we take? COVID brought mass isolation and a touchless society as I lean on. Fears, tears, sickness, and death. When the world was in trouble, who was there, showed up every day, and really cared, who really had the heart to put the people first, 2020, we are the nurse. When the world was in trouble, who was there, showed up every day, and really cared, who really had the heart to put the people first, 2020, we are the nurse. Pandemic ever in history. So much pain, tears, a lot of misery. 2020, year of the nurse. The documentary, documentary nurse. For every nurse, the struggle that you've been through, you beat the odds forever will continue to have faith and never lose hope. Overnight shifts tied, but they cope. They God chose and they fix what's broke. Caring for patients, that's all they know. They pushing fear aside, focus on the bigger picture, leaving no one behind. That's why I'm with you. The sacrifice is so evident. Nurses will always be relevant. True angels that I haven't seen. How about a nurse? How about a nurse president? The president. Who was there, showed up every day, and really cared, who really had the heart to put the people first, 2020, year of the nurse, uh, salute every nurse, some survived, some died, COVID-19, took us all by surprise, while we fighting through it, yeah, black lives matter, check on your friends, mental health, it matters, those dumb, never forget, never stay strong forever, we got them, when you a nurse, it's like you sign an oath, to save lives, we will always owe you appreciation and gratitude. Without you, what would we do? The world was in shambles. You showed up to the gamble. Commitment was your first choice. For every nurse, I'm going to be the voice. To let them know that above all, you a blessing and we love y'all. The world was in trouble. Who was there? Showed up showed every up day. Every day. Who really had the heart? To put the people first, 2020, year of the nurse. When the world was a trouble, who was there? I know it's been tough, but only God knows. Keep fighting, keep believing, we are one. My heroes, 2020. <laughs> this message is brought to you by the Get Ready to Work workbook, providing everything you need to know before your next interview, especially if your next interview is your first interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is for you if you need help preparing for job interviews. It's a book and a workbook in one that combines education and information gathering. You'll be more confident and have the tools to be more prepared for your next interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is available on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. 
Now, back to today's show. <laughs> Whoa, okay, I'm, I'm clapping. I'm getting myself <laughs> back on camera here. I hope they enjoyed it. Oh, I know they enjoyed it. Let me, there we go. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me get my video off here before something else starts playing. We, we have another video clip for you later. So you will want to stay tuned and thank everybody for, for joining us. I see Wanda. I see my mom here. I see Robin. Uh, you have more nurses on right now than I have ever had on this show. So I, I know, and, and you got three Yay! black nurses on. So let me let me just start talk to talk to us about your nursing career. What led you? What prompted you to become a nurse? Wow, um, it's just from back in the day. I had an aunt that lived with us that really had some health issues back in the day, emphysema, and she would always have all these episodes. And when she would get sick, I was the one that always ran to her, and other people were afraid, you know, because she would pass out. And so it, it led me to where I'm at today. I always felt like um, I liked taking care of people that were, weren't feeling well. I was curious as to what was going on. And um, when she, you know, passed away, she left me um, a little money to go to school. And she said, I, I really, before she passed, she said, you need to go to nursing school because, mm. you know, you got a heart for people. And so that's what I did. I went to nursing school and um, it's been the best decision I ever made. It really has been. Well, I will tell you, I grew up in a house where for a long time, I thought everybody wore white to work. Um, I had a <laughs> grandmother who worked in, she was nurse for, for a while. She, she got her degree late in life. My mother was a nurse. I had an, another aunt, two aunts who were nurses, one who was a nurse's aide, one was a candy striper. I mean, every, you name it. Wow. That, that was <laughs> until they started allowing people to wear uh, colored uniforms. That, that was it. My grandfather was the only adult in the house as a child that didn't wear white to work. So uh, thank you for your service, um, because I know from living with my mom and, and the relationships I've developed with her and her co-workers over the years, uh, what it's like, you know, seeing us and even today my mother is still nursing today and she's on here so i know she'll have some questions first um please applaud if you haven't been on the show before hit that react button and i want you to applaud if you saw that video and just loved it because i did <laughs> i certainly did i just i watched it yesterday and what i love about it is i actually love seeing you getting involved because you you can't listen to it without dancing so i know i can't so, i can't so, so you started nursing, you've been nursing now more than 30 years. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, when did the film, when did the interest in film and production and being a director, when did that take hold? About six and a half years ago, what happened, I was going through this phase of if I was going to stay in Virginia or move away and, <laughs> and some, a friend of mine, and my, well, my son talked me to getting on Facebook. He was like, you know, you miss your friends, get on Facebook. And I didn't know anything about it. And so he got me on Facebook and one of my childhood friends found me on Facebook and he had gotten into the film industry. And mm -hmm. so he called me and said, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to do this project. I think you'll like it because, you know, you're a professional and you're doing your thing. And so he pitched the idea to me and I wanted to meet the director. And um, we got on a call. He pitched it to me. And I was really intrigued because I'm a nurse. So the story was about 
a young man that was trying to make some decisions about his life and um you know him and his girlfriend and they were going through a lot of life struggles and so i end up flying down to orlando to meet the director and writer to kind of get a feel for what was going on you know what was i going to invest in they wanted me to be an executive producer at the time and so i go down to orlando now i've talked to the guy on the phone but here he comes up the street in a wheelchair electric wheelchair and i had no idea that he was paralyzed because you know He's on the phone, just hyped up. And, you know, you just just visualize people. And I didn't right. visualize that. And so I spent a couple of days in Orlando while they were on set making the movie Turnaround. And I fell in love with the process with mm. people and just really seeing how things were put together. And that was the beginning of me getting into the film business. And I've done a lot of projects since then. And a lot of them include those same people that I met at that first film set and William Roebuck, who's my producer now, 2020 Year of the Nurse, we met at that time. Wow. And so um, I think it's important to network, you know, show yourself friendly, talk with people because you never know how they're gonna, um, you know, be a part of your future. And mm -hmm. William has been a mentor for me. He's always, um, he's been in the film business a long time and me coming in as a nurse, I wasn't afraid to jump into this arena but I didn't want to go the long route. I wanted that shortcut. So I'm like, you know, I, I need a mentor that's that's where I want to be. And so I don't mind doing the work. So it's it's been a um exciting time. Well, I'll tell you, six and a half years from that to now, because I think I counted you've been involved in I think 2020 Year of the Nurse is project number 10. So Well, I had about I had a couple more, but I okay. kind of <laughs> yeah. the ones the ones that are listed on the resume this, this one looks like it's yes. number 10 so I'm just gonna go it's a good dozen <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's close to a good solid dozen but I, I mean honestly Robin that's that is pretty impressive so you go on as an executive producer at what point do you decide I think I want to what was it writing first did you direct first what was the first thing you did outside of executive producing and what, you know what, before you answer that, will you explain to people what an executive producer is and what they do? Well, the executive producer role, that's the person that pretty much puts up the funding for the film. And so they have a say in, you know, how things go in decisions. It just depends on like, I was in Richmond and they did the film in Orlando. So I was very much um, in communication with them on what they were doing, the schedule, just everything that goes on because you're the, you're the one investing in that project. And the thing I can say, um, I am a very spiritual person. So a lot of people that I have worked with, I have never met. So, mm. and I've put, I've invested money in them based on them pitching and just, you know, in my spirit, if I feel like they got good work ethic. And then I, you know, of course I do some research on them because to me, film is like nursing. If somebody come to you and they're suffering with, um, PTSD, and they're in this battle with themselves and with the world, they want to share their story because they want to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so as a nurse, anything that's medical that I can really relate to is usually a, a pretty easy yes for me. But um, I've done horror. I've done some comedy. I mean, I've my the um, my portfolio is pretty diverse, but mm -hmm. I know my niche, my niche is documentaries because I like um, the truth. I like in real time. And I like to show the commonalities within people 
from all over the country, you know, because mm-hmm. I know how I feel. But it's interesting when a Philippine person feels the same way. And I'm, I never would have thought they felt that way. So I, it's a documentaries to me are about learning and empowering people. And and I love that part of my, my life. I don't want to waste my time doing anything that doesn't change one person, at least one person. You know? Well, I, I think you're going to change a whole lot of people with 2020. <laughs> I, you know, I... I can't even tell you, you know how excited I was. One, just that you were a nurse and we were, we were, we met each other in a, in a, I call it our class, a master class that we're in yes. every Tuesday. Um, and um, when I realized she was a nurse and then this documentary came up, I, I knew every nurse that I knew <laughs> that my mother knew needed to know about this. So trust me, the well, three women that are on here will be sharing this. Um, and you'll be meeting them, I'm sure, as we, as we go on. So you go from executive producer. What did you do next? in the film process? Were you a writer, a director? What did you do next? What I actually did, um, I was molested as a child and I hadn't told anyone. And God released me to say something when I found out that the person that molested me had died. Mm -hmm. And I shared it with my husband, my now husband, because we've only been married a year, but we were dating at the time. And he comforted me and then he just said, you know, what are you gonna do? I said, I just need to get it out of me. And so I said, I'm gonna write about it. Hmm. But then he, he kind of said, well, why don't you, you know, do a film? Cause you, you know, I, I love doing film. And I said, maybe I will. And so I decided to do a short film called it Showing Up Saved My Life. It is a two minute film. And I did not send you that, I'm sorry. It's a two minute That's film. Okay that tells you about my life and from the start to now in two minutes. And it's powerful because it allowed me to free myself. And I actually wrote it, directed and produced it. And we did it in six hours here at the house. And um, wow. yeah, and I pretty much call my friends and family and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do a film project. You want to be involved? And the ones that were free that Saturday say, sure. And um, they said, what I got to do? I say, just show up. And they showed up and then I gave them my story like I'm giving you and I um, clustered them and told them what I wanted them to do, what I wanted them to act out. And I was in most of the scenes with them mm-hmm. and they did, a, they did an outstanding job. And um, what was so amazing about that day was that it was about five people there that had been molested mm-hmm. and um, people were releasing stuff that they had not shared as well. And so I knew then that that was my niche because it allowed people to really let go. And then we, we took time to comfort them and everything. So um, I had no idea that would happen. And so um, it was good. I was a nurse because it was a lot of counseling. I went from my, my journey to their journey. And mm-hmm. I had no idea the people I was inviting was carrying those loads. So it really was a blessing. And then uh, the project um, we won in the Richmond Film Festival. And I haven't, um, well, I, I haven't really entered it in many things because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it was something just to heal me, but it was healing other people. And we showed it in Orlando at a film festival. And okay. I had a lot of people that saw it that were wounded too. And they, you know, thank you so much for doing that. 
you know, and I met a lot of um, people that had problems with sexuality based on being molested when they were young. Mm. So it, it's it's interesting um, with this project, it, it's opened a lot of um, really um, courageous conversation. Yes. It because like we, it. yeah, because we as a culture sometimes don't want to talk about those things because we take on mm-hmm. a guilt in us, like it's all my fault. What could I have done differently? But it's not about you. It's about the person that was really, that went through it. So don't, as a parent, feel like, don't tell anybody because you feel like you didn't protect your child, but you can't protect your child every minute of the day. So it's important right. that we talk about it, you know? Yeah, well, thank you for just the vulnerability of sharing that here, but more importantly, for putting it in a, a format that it can continue to help and bless people. So first, let me tell folks the, the song, the video, 2020 Year of the Nurse, you can see that, you can find that on YouTube. And if you see the little ticker tape, our little fortune cookie ticker tape running at the bottom of the screen, you will see all the places that you can reach Robin and find her work. So the production website is there. Her Facebook is there. Her Instagram link is there. Her YouTube um, uh, information is there. And is the film that you just mentioned, the short, is that available on the YouTube channel as well? No, because I'm still sending it to film festivals. But the the song is available on multiple platforms so you can yes. download it and listen to it, you know, in your playlist and all of that. Yes. Cause I'm telling you that song, I listen it to it every morning, <laughs> every morning. And it, it makes me, it happy. makes me happy. Yes. I think that needs to be the nurse's anthem. So you can go to iHeartRadio, you can go to Apple <laughs> music. You can, I think I, I have it here. You can go to Alexia. Uh, pretty much any place you can download music, you will be able to find 2020 Year of the Nurse, the 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 video or the the song. So so you start off as an executive producer of one, then you decide to create a a, a life telling two minute short <laughs> that you have now written and gotten your. Now I've called people have been called over for surprise dinners, surprise weddings. So I got called over for a surprise baby. My girlfriend didn't tell me she had given birth to her son because he was born so premature that the doctors told him don't tell anyone. So her husband thought he was tricking me, inviting me over for a blind date. And 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 this is a true story. My girlfriend, Olivia, she's the oldest friend I have on earth. And I said, at some point, I said, Fitzgerald, do y'all have a baby over there that you're not telling me about? And he said, how did you know? I said, because I know you weren't inviting me over there for a blind date because you know I wouldn't come. And, and, wow. and so I've, I've seen people get invited to everything, but this is the first time I've had anyone tell me they invited people over and surprised them by putting them in a film. Yeah. And they, and they, they to this day, they, they were like, oh man, that was so much fun. We got to do it again. I said, y'all just don't know how much work that was because <laughs> I had to think quick and I knew where I wanted to go, but then you got to use the house and the rooms. And then we was out in the street for a minute or two. Mm-hmm. But um, we rocked it. It was great. Well, apparently, so you you did an impromptu, full fledged film, a short, um, and then you're still nursing full time. So, yeah. how did you balance these two things? When did you find time, and did you ever take classes for writing or directing or film production at any point, or have you just kind of figured this out as you were going along? Well, I'm not going to say I figured it out. Basically, I've been 
um, mentoring with some really powerful filmmakers out there. Everybody's independent filmmakers that I've been training with. And it marries so well with nursing. And that's the part that made it um, comfortable for me. Because I think about it like, um, you know, when a person is admitted to the hospital, these people bring me their stories. And then we figure out, you know, the goal. You know, why do you want to do this project? You know, what, what, is, what is your goal with it? Some people just want to mm-hmm. do a film. And sometimes I, I may not get involved with that because um, I'm a nurse. You know, I want... Someone let me know, Robin, your sound is going in and out. Someone let me know, clap or let me know if you're having problems with Robin's sound as well or if it's just me. Can you hear me? Okay, there it was it's just going in and out a little bit. You're okay. Thank you, everybody. Go ahead, Robin. Let me see if I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Now you're off. Yeah, now you're back. I'm back. Yep, you're back. Perfect. Okay, we we put it on airplane mode and it didn't People are still calling through. It didn't block the calls. Oh, well, then as long as that's all, no problem. Isn't that something? There's no way to keep these things, folks, from coming in. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to ask somebody if they figured that out yet. But no, we're back. We didn't miss much, but because I didn't want to let it go too long with us not hearing you. But I I think it's interesting that you akin nursing to film production. That you see that parallel. Yeah, I do because people want to share something. I'm so sorry. Can y'all hear me? That's okay. No problem. It's look, look, I tell people the miracle is that we're even able to do this, right? (laughs) So if the the worst thing, (laughs) yeah, if the worst thing that happens is we get a couple of glitches from people calling in the fact that I have my mother and I, several girlfriends, all nurses or former nurses of some, some, uh, to some degree. And you and I are in what, where are you in Atlanta? No, I'm in Virginia. You're in Virginia. I am in, I'm not even home. I'm in Arizona right now in my sister's office. That's right. Yeah. And we are able to do this. This ain't nothing but a miracle. So we will deal with any little glitches from folks calling you or me because mine is liable to ring at any minute. (laughs) I do want to let, I want to let everybody on here know we're going to take questions from you a little bit later. So if you have questions for Robin about the video or anything, and you're going to be watching you're going to get a sneak peek of the film 2020 year of the nurse, because we have a trailer for you to watch and you may have some questions for her after seeing that. So, so stay tuned. And if you have questions, hold on to them. Um, go <laughs> well, ahead. I'm going to I'm gonna try parallel. to finish the, yep. yeah, the parallel. When, when, when people have a um, project that they want to share, I really want to know their goals for it. And that's how it is with a patient. When a patient come in that's had a heart attack or something, our goal is to get them back to optimal care so they can go home and, and you know, continue a quality of life. Mm-hmm. So we're starting it as soon as they get there, we're, we're planning getting them home. And so we have to really assess them and figure out a, a, a plan of action for their care, evaluate it, and then, you know, see what the next move is. So with, with these films, I'm always looking at the why and then um, what they plan to do post-production. And what I mean by that is, for me, when I look at film, it's, it's like being pregnant with something. 
when I get um, something in my belly that I think will really impact the world or impact a particular demographic or something, then I try to figure out how to lay it out in like a teaching mode so people can really digest it and then apply it to their life. And so when you're, when you create a film, some people create a film, they, they made a film, now they considered a filmmaker, just like when somebody write a book, now they considered an author. But um, for me, and being a nurse, outcomes are important. Outcomes let me know that I've, I've, you know, laid out my plan and I made it to my goal. But if I create something and it has no impact, to me, I, I need to go back to the drawing board. So mm-hmm. when I get a film in my belly and start working on it, I'm already looking at the end, what that's gonna look like but it's a journey to get there. So I knew coming in 2020 20 year the nurse, God put this this um, film in me and he told me I would be writing a song and I would write a book. And so once the film was done, it was so powerful that the music, you couldn't put a song in it mm-hmm. because it just, the film is so powerful. It, it would have taken away from the film. So my producer and I say, we don't need a song. And so probably about two months after that, God woke me up and he's like, Where the song? where's the song? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need the song. And he's like, where's the song? And so I woke up that night and I wrote the song. I already had it. Yes. I wrote it out. And then I was like, I don't rap. And I kept reading it and I just, you know, it was good. Mm-hmm. And so then a couple nights later, God woke me up and he said, Trey Chaney, me and him do business together. He's in the wire and he he's a great actor, great rapper. And so I called him and I said, hey, this is what's going on. And he said, I got you. And then he yeah. was like, um, you know, send me the lyrics. Let me see what I can do with it. And so I said, you'll be fine. And so I, I said, I need a beat. And so he sent me three beats and I will tell you. <laughs> I, I walked at least a mile and a half listening to this beat. And finally, God showed me a group of nurses walking in at the beginning of that song. We didn't have on our white uniforms, but we had on white dresses, white gowns, and we was moving. And it, it just, that was it. And so when I called him and told him I picked that one, he said, that's it right there. He said, I liked it, that one, but I wanted you to pick and so that weekend, I said, I'll meet you in D.C. I went down there to the um, recording. Um, I wrote my piece at the beginning mm-hmm. and the end in the car going to D.C. Because I had already wrote his part. Right, right. And, and so we, we booked the studio for, I think, eight hours. We was through in three. Wow. And because once the beat came on, it was going. Yeah, and, and I, I could yeah. play that. I can play that over and over again just to watch you move to it. Because <laughs> it's like, even when you listen to it, it's like, this is the first time I heard this and this sounds good. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you the most powerful thing when you're doing something that's new to you, when I, when I see people hear it for the first time, probably about 10 seconds in their life, mm-hmm. I'm like, there, there it is. And then when they start listening to the, the lyrics, lyrics. And if they are nurse like me, they they laugh and happy at the beginning. And when they when you hear about the lives lost and, you know, run for president, you can see that they're like saying, yeah. So 
I love that there's a message in the song as mm-hmm. well, because some people haven't seen the documentary and then right. to be in the hospital and I see nurses wearing my uh, 2020 gear. Oh, wait a minute. Not, okay. So I like on. it. I, I, I have so much information to share with people. First, there is a book 2020, the year of the nurse, and you can get the book on Amazon. There it is. Um, if you want to enlarge your pictures on your screen, if anyone doesn't know this, just tap one of our images and it will full screen both of our pictures so you can see better. But that is the book cover, 2020 Year of the Nurse, and it is available on Amazon for $25. And you Yay. need to get your copy. You need to get your copy and you need to gift some other nurse friends. Um, and you need to plan on your nurse going to the movie party when this film comes out. Right now, she's just touring around the country winning awards at all these festivals. Um, talk about the importance of film festivals. They're, look at that. Look at that. Talk about the importance of these film festivals. I love that everything is like right there. And the fact that didn't you win for the film, the book, and a song? What? It, okay, let me let me tell you how this went down. Tell me how okay, this went Okay, so down. <laughs> we won our first big award in Atlanta, the Bronzeland Film Festival, which is a Grammy Award winning festival. And so that was powerful because it was virtual, but it was so professionally done. And man, when they said 2020 year the nurse, we were no more good because all the <laughs> nurses and, and what's amazing, the nurses that are in the film, it's about five of them I've never met face to face. And um, I can't wait to meet them in Cali. We've been trying to get together, but, you know, they're busy, they're nurses. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I will get to meet them. But when you um, make a film project, it's good if it's um, on a certain level to submit it in film festivals because that gets people hungry for what you're doing and mm-hmm. awareness of, you know, what you're doing. And with the pandemic, it was a lot of films that were submitted for the pandemic. Right. But this one speaks to African-American nurses and the African-American challenges. Yes. So it really hit home in Atlanta and then um, just all over the country because they people say I've never seen anything like Like this. this. Because nurses, we don't talk, we work. And so with HIPAA, a lot of times we don't talk a lot because we don't want to get in trouble. But the way this was done it took some meticulous thinking and laying it out. And my blessing is I've been on the ethics committee for probably 20 years of my career. I've been on peer review boards Mm -hmm. probably about the same amount of time. So um, I knew what we could talk about, what we couldn't talk about and how, how to present it. However, the nurses that were involved in the project, I didn't have to tell them any of that. Right. I, I didn't have to tell them any of that and they didn't know the questions until they were interviewed. Yeah. So everything was authentic mm-hmm. and no nurses interviewed together, but the twins that's in it. Other than that, okay. people were interviewed separately, including myself. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't even know how it was coming together. They didn't know each other's stories. So um, it was. it's amazing to hear their take on the project because yeah. they're like, man. And I mean, I tried to make sure everybody had equal time mm-hmm. in the project and um, share the most um, impactful answers. And we still have about 90 hours of footage left. Yeah, she's got she's got documentary two, three and four uh, that, that she can do from this. So this is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to show the trailer, but I do want to invite um, some of the nurses on camera. So, okay. Yeah, I want to invite if you if you are camera if you're not in your pajamas, I'm going to invite you to come on camera <laughs> so that you can actually have a conversation with Robin Roots, the director, nurse, writer, producer of 2020 Year of the Nurse. But right now, we're going to go back to another another film opportunity here. And so everybody get ready to see the trailer for 2020 Year of the Nurse. And I'm just going to call folks out right now. Mom, Jackie, uh, Rhonda, and Robin. Um, I want two of the three of you to be ready to be on camera with us. So hang tight. <laughs> this is 2020 Year of the Nurse trailer. That is close up productions. I don't think people will ever be able to grasp what New York was unless they were there. To walk down the ER and see stretchers in the hallways and you don't know if patients are alive or dead. It took a couple of weeks to realize how people presented. What you found out is that you can predict who's gonna die. And I'm not talking about just nurses, I'm talking doctors. I'm talking environmental staff, case managers, social workers, people out because they're sick with this. So my fear was, am I next? A lot of those nurses will die from this because they do not have the appropriate equipment. And then came the, wow, we were the most trusted profession. We thought we were the most loved as well. For black people, two pandemics collided. On May 25th, 2020, the Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, killed George Floyd. All of this stuff has been going on for decades. The only difference is that it's being filmed. It is very difficult to deal with the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement. Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. We've all had to face the difficulties that led up to, to this movement. People do not realize how mentally and physically exhausted the profession is. Mental health for me right now is hidden behind a smile and a happy face. I'm quick to tell people, oh, you need to go see somebody. You know, they got medication for that. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here suffering in silence. Folks, I am telling you, I am telling you, you are going to be telling people that you saw it here, that you saw it here. So hold on one second. I am going to invite Jackie to video and I am going to invite Wanda to video. And let They're all in Cali. No, uh, Jackie, my mother is in California. Wanda is oh. in Wanda South is in South Carolina. So, okay. okay. We have four people on. This is the first time I've done this too. So I'm so, how proud are you two <laughs> veteran nurses of this woman right here? So first, let me introduce uh, Wanda. Would you please give your background and how long you've been nursing and what you're doing now? Okay, I went back to nursing later in life. I had been in the medical profession for, since I was about 18. 
but um, went back to nursing school. And I don't know if there's a TV in the background. We need to turn no, TV off. Wait a minute. Let me try. There's nothing in okay. I'm okay. room with nothing. Mom, you have a TV on? Better? Oh, you know what? I have. Um, yeah, you need to turn that off. Okay. Okay, there we go. All right. So, Wanda, you said you came back to nursing late. Yes, I had been in medical profession doing different things, EKGs, and then um, coordinator EKGs. They art. I started out as an art major, so I went. I ended up in the hospital just because I needed a job, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then went on to nursing school. So, um, been in nursing for over twenty years or so. Okay. And um, getting ready, I retired in January. Getting ready to go back next month. They can't go they back. Get up. Yeah, she's yes. going back. So let me let me let, let you meet my mother, Jacqueline, and you can give your brief uh, your nursing history because this is another retired, unretired. <laughs> yes, um, Wanda and I worked together for I don't know twenty years. Wanda, yes, yes. yes. wow, twenty years. Um, I think when I started there, Wanda was our medical secretary. Yep. Uh, one of the yeah. best I've ever worked with. And from that went on, and I believe you now have your master's, right? Yes. Right, Mom, when did yeah. you start nursing? nursing? I started nursing school kind of for the same reasons. I was a divorced mother of two, and um, I needed a job because uh, welfare was not, was, not, was not doing it for me. So I went to the community college, spoke with a counselor, and he suggested the nursing program. Well, my mother was a nurse. But I'd really never seriously thought about that. And I got into nursing. Uh, it was hard as hell. And yeah. <laughs> when I got out of the two year program and started nursing, I mean, really, you know, nursing, that was in 71 I came out of school. Wow. I just loved it. I loved the interaction with the patients, I loved to talk. Um, I loved the planning. When you talk about, nursing care plans Yes. So when you first meet a patient to um, sit and talk to that patient, talk to the family to find out, okay, so when you get through all this, what, what's your plan? That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But, uh, Robin, and I still love that. I still, yeah. my daughter knows, um, I love talking to patients and their families to find out, you know, what's your life like? You know, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. That's you're yeah, you're sitting you're sitting with two of the you know I watching my mother and nurses like Wanda people like Wanda and I can say Robin Tyler who I think is on here uh Kathy Svensson who I know will watch this I use them they are the models of what nurses and nursing should be that's what a nursing station should be that's what the I'm gonna start crying <laughs> that's what should happen when you go into a hospital for care these are the nurses right. that you want to have. These That's are the nurses right. that you want to have. They have been my gold standard of nursing. Whenever I have been in That's a hospital awesome. or somebody I've known has been in a hospital, if you're not given that kind of care, you probably mm -hmm. should not be nursing. That's now, right. Can I say something, Lisa? Yes, please. Just to interrupt you, one, I sat at that nurse's station as a unit coordinator. And my all my thoughts since I would started unit coordinator is nurses don't get the respect that they deserve from docs and other people. So it was something that I thought I would never do. But watching, like you said, Jackie, Robin, 
Jerry, people that we worked with, Irene, watching them, I knew that, okay, even if the respect isn't there, and they generally demanded it, so you had to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. And Kathy, I mean, you had to. After being with them for so long, it was no choice then. I knew that I could do it because I'm a person, if you disrespect me, I would just lose my job. So <laughs> watching them, watching them, I knew I could have a job. So, so Robin, I'm going I'm to tell, I'm I'm tell her age because she's she too far away to smack me. My mom is 76. Wow. She retired. Mom, when did you retire? Four, five, six years ago. About six years ago. Six or seven. She retired. And then a year and a half later, she unretired because she wow. was showing up at the hospital so much for people's birthdays. And they said, just come back. So she, <laughs> she does three days a week and she covers for nurses. And we think we're going to get her to retire again this year. But I, I want to get back wow. to 2020 year of the nurse. And, um, I saw Robin on there and my aunt Nadine, who I think was a, a nurse's aide or a, a LPN for a minute. If you have uh, questions, you can request to speak. So hit the, the two bars in your lower left and request to speak. You won't have to be on camera. We'll just have you on microphone. Um, ladies, you've seen the, the trailer. What are your thoughts about that film? First of all, I, I first saw the song yesterday when I got home from work. So, you know, you just have to dance. You have to dance. So then I, when I went to work today, I pulled it up on YouTube for one of the other nurses, um, Andrea. And the two of us were just sitting there. You know, we were just. <laughs> well, thank you. It's such a happy song. It's an emotional song. But it it's just makes you want to move. It but just, it's true. It is true. It's true. It's true. Now, what about the documentary, the clip you just saw? Yeah, well, that that's touching. See, I know I'm going to need some tissues when I go in. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Because when you talked about, um, well, especially for me, for the COVID nurses, watching the nurses who were taking care of these COVID patients going into a room like they were going up in space. Yeah. Uh, and just to see how hard they worked with these patients. And in the beginning, so many of them didn't make it. Exactly. And, yeah, it was just so hard for these nurses exactly. uh, to care of the patients. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's the part that I really want to make sure that I highlighted the yeah. heroes, the unsung heroes. Right. And um, at the film festival in California, the segment is called the unsung heroes, and they're going to show the video and then the documentary to salute nurses, because that's definitely why I did what I did, to let you guys know that I see you, I hear you, and that um, I hope people will stay in the profession after COVID, even if we have to hold on to each other, because, yeah. you know, I feel like the nurses, especially African-American nurses, are not getting the respect and the opportunity to speak and share how they feel, especially since we've lost so many people in our community. Yes. And so it's just, yeah, so it's important to have those conversations. And as I was listening to you guys talk about your nursing career, I'm, I'm honored because I started, I, I say I took the snail route. I was a nursing assistant first, then a LPN, then a RN, then a BSN, then a MSN, all at one by one, because... Yep. You know, you, you don't know really which, where you're going and then financially. So now they got all these um, 
you know, bridge programs. Right. And, that, and but but I think the quality of nurses taking that step by step is a little more. We're a little more seasoned. Yeah, yeah. I think, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see if I have Robin. Are you there? Robin, you can you can request to speak. Let me see if I can get. I think she's already here. Let me see. Yeah, everybody else is on here. Robin, if you want to speak, um, just put a request in so that we can we can at least get your voice in here. Um, the film covers not just COVID, but it also if you're not talking, hit mute, and that way we won't have any feedback too. And you can unmute if you have a question or, or want to jump in. Um, it covers Black Lives Matter because this was all happening simultaneously. And it also delves into mental health issues. So can you speak to just that trifecta of, of how these things were impacting the nurses that you that you feature in the documentary? And then Wanda and Jackie, Robin, if any of you want to talk about what that was like being on the floor, being on the unit as you're dealing with COVID and working with people dealing with COVID and then dealing with Black Lives Matter. And what was that intersection like at work? Mm. Well, well, for me as a um, educator at the hospital, you know, we were going through COVID. People were getting sick, and nurses were dying. And then we had George Floyd being killed, and it was a period of time where it was unspoken, mm-hmm. and so that affected everybody right. because it was going on around us. And it's like, are we going to address this? Are we going to talk about it? Are you going to check on people to see how they're doing? And so one of the nurses in the project, she actually uh, challenged her organization. She was outraged and she ended up on the news. She ended up in the newspaper and I found her on Facebook and she is in the documentary because um, I was so impressed by her courage during that time to really, you know, just just say no. You're gonna say something. And so the documentary um, talked about that and the nurses talked about how it affected them. And then the mental health piece, of course, you know, of not being able to go home and be with mm-hmm. your family. And then at one point on the news, they were saying that patients were getting COVID because they felt like the medical team was carrying it in and out of the facility. So a lot of hits that, the medical team was taking and it affected them mentally because who wants to think your your grandmother got sick and passed away and it possibly was you because we didn't have enough information mm-hmm. and you know we didn't even have the testing kits at the beginning and so also the documentary talks about discrimination in healthcare because we often when we think about discrimination we might be thinking how the organization is treating us but we're actually talking about caring for people people mm-hmm. that Wanda, would may you, one second robin Wanda, you would you just hit the mute on your microphone on yours just so we don't get the feedback and if you want to come on just hit unmute just that i don't even i don't even see the mute button look at the bottom of your phone next okay to react oh, the mic microphone okay. yep there you go okay thank you yep sorry robin go ahead oh no that's okay so the discrimination that we talk about in the film is a lot of people think it's you know, against organizations and stuff, but it's actually taking care of patients that, you know, may not want you to take care of them based on your color, your age, or, you know, how they perceive us because 
Yeah, you know, I've I've been in it a long time. So, you know, we tend to, African-American nurses, we might have, you know, different color hair. We might have fancy glasses. And sometimes people think that means you're not smart. And that's not true. Right. Well, you're you're talking to two who have can tell stories. That matter of fact, that could be a whole nother documentary. Um, the experience Absolutely. of walking into the 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 patient's room and having them say to you, "Could you go get me the nurse?" Because mm-hmm. my mom yeah. has shared that story more times than than I can count. And you've got um, a badge on with an RN that Stevie Wonder could read. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and. I, and I love when they say, well, how long you been a nurse? I right. just started. Turn yeah. over. So, uh, <laughs> I, haven't really finished, I haven't really finished school, but since we're so short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. My mom has had patients ask, asked, uh, what about the one that asked you to go get that food for them, mom? Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't remember that story. I remember the, the man. The watermelon and the chicken. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, asking about, you know, watermelon and chicken. And something about he would get me fired. And then I said, well, you know, then you'd be paying for my welfare. Well, so, <laughs> I mean, but just all kinds of things. Uh, yeah. Do you know anybody who cleans homes? No, but if you do, let me know, because I could use that help also. Um, you know, just... Um, as a matter of fact, when I was at the Bora, uh, we had a white nurse who was married to a black guy. I can't remember her name. And the patient said something to her. It was at the Bora about black people. I don't think we were black people then. We may have been Negroes. I'm not sure. Um, and she had to flip out her husband's picture, who was as black as midnight. And, um, you know, but just... It never ends. It never ends. And you still do what you've got to do with a smile on your face, all the courtesy that your mom and your grandma Mm -hmm. taught you and and take care of that patient. You guys can, you ladies can stay on screen. I'm going to ask you both to just mute so we we don't have any background. Robin, I want to ask you, where were you at the point when this documentary hit you? Like how did, what prompted you to say, I need to do a film because I, I spoke with someone a week or two ago, um, Charlotte Van Horn, who started Black Expats in Panama, and it just took off during the pandemic. And, and I'm meeting people and talking to people who have done miraculous things in the midst of a pandemic when a lot of people just froze and immobilized and kind of gave up and did anything but be creative and, and that kind of productive. So talk to us about what was going on in your life and your mind when this hits you that you were like, this is something I have to do? It, it's it's, it's kind of surreal at this point, you know, because nurses, you know, I'm seen as a mentor, a leader. And so a lot of the nurses were coming to me and telling me, you know, how scared they were. And then some were being pulled back to patient care that were been, been in administrative roles, you know, for years. And they were afraid of the virus as well as being integrated back into the system at such a critical time. And so, you know, you got people that's been doing case management being summoned back to ICU. Hmm. And so they were coming to me, kind of sharing their stories and asking my advice on what should they do? Because we actually um, 
you know, some of them were unionized hospitals. And so, you know, just listening to what they needed and the hospitals around the area, they set up, you know, training structures to retrain people and, you know, put them back in those roles, but they were afraid. And then the concerns with their family. And then it's like um, the doctors had different looks on their face. Everybody had these looks that, that really um, scared me because as long as I've been a nurse and I've never seen that look before, you know, I've been doing dialysis, acute dialysis, you know, all emergencies. So, you know, I've seen some, some looks on my physician's face when, you know, it's like, it's a bad case, but not like this. And it was consistent in all disciplinaries in the hospital because stuff was happening so fast. You was hearing all this stuff on the news. Our leadership wasn't giving us all the information. So I would spend a lot of time in the chaplain chapel at the hospital just praying and really asking God, how can I help these nurses? Because I was afraid for their lives too, because they were, you know, they had small kids, um, they taking care of their parents, and they was like, you know, just really scared. And some of them were getting depressed because they were pulled out of their normal environment into these isolated environments. And, you know, nurses would tell me, I haven't seen my manager nor my team in four weeks. Nobody's been to see me because now you can't go back to the clean area. You got to come in and go to that area. And so I don't think the organizations realized how that impact the nurses. They felt like they were left and they didn't sign up for that. So as I kept praying and talking to God, I just asked him, what, what, what can I do? I don't know what to do. And he woke me up one night and said, you've got to write it down. You've got to capture this. And so I started as the nurses were coming. I said, hey, we need to capture this in real time because I don't know who's going to make it and who's not. And I think it's important that you share that because this won't be the last pandemic. It will not. But but this will, will lay a um, precedence as to us being more prepared and also um, how it has in, will impact the nursing profession. Cause I knew people would retire early, people would leave, right. people would get sick, people would die. And, and we're seeing it now and it's just 2022. So that's how it all started. And when I started researching nurses, I probably called about 35 nurses that I found on different social medias that were really impacted by this. And, um, families that had lost nurses and just started talking to people. And once I got a core group of nurses that say, yes, I've got to say something. Mm -hmm. And um, then I start, you know, putting my team together because um, we had nurses in Jersey and Atlanta. I didn't go there. We did everything producing on the computer. Mm -hmm. So we sent a film team to interview that nurse and, you know, we were, directing from the backside of the computer and then here in richmond we interviewed some people but it was it was good because i've been a dialysis nurse so long so infection control is number one to me mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. filmed during COVID, started negative ended negative nice. we kept everything clean and controlled but um that was before it became the standard yeah yeah because because well, right after i finished they put that they implemented that for film that, yeah that made that part yeah. of the protocol 
right. made that part of the protocol. So I, before I, I get to my next questions, I just want to ask, the, Mom, Wanda, do you have any question or comment for, for Robin before I let you two go? And you'll have to unmute yourself. You're on mute, Mom. Robin? Yeah, Robin. Yes. Okay. Not so much a question, but just a comment that I think you have hit everything that we have felt watching nurses that you work with, not only just the patients, but the nurses come down with COVID and some just extremely sick. Some of them did die. And at the, in the beginning, it was still such a hush hush. Someone died. All you heard was that they died. They didn't even tell you that they died of COVID. Mm -hmm. They weren't allowed to tell you. So it was yeah. just people who were just missing. Mm -hmm. Some from their families, someone in the family would get it and we would hear, oh, she's out because her son has it. Then the next thing you know, they're not coming back. So it was really yeah. impactful. It. And it didn't matter whether you were working on a COVID unit or not. Exactly. It was, it was throughout and nobody, no one was prepared. Administration certainly wasn't prepared for it. Mm -mm. And people who weren't trained were just thrown in. It was yeah. one of the most unsafe situations for nurses that I think I've ever seen just completely unsafe. And to, to have the amount of nurses make it out of that pandemic, to me, is the miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Mm -hmm. Mom, if you're looking to unmute, it's the microphone at the bottom of the screen next to React. There's a little teeny microphone. Hit that to unmute or mute. Nope, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Go to the bottom of your screen. Do you see the little react button where you hit the little face? That little circle to the left of it is a microphone. You say it won't let her unmute. Can okay. you unmute her? Um, no. You can't do it from your I side. Can... <laughs> I'm going to take you off video and see if we can. Um, the. Uh... All right, and I'm going to take Wanda off video. All right, Mom, I'm going to invite you back to video and see if you can look again for the mute. I'm not sure why you're not, you're seeing the react button to clap, but you're not seeing that little circle to the left of it at the bottom of your screen. Oh, she said it wasn't letting her unmute. Right, that's what she was saying. There you okay, go. She there just we figured go. it out. Right. Um, yeah. Hold on a second. Okay, you should be there. You go now. You yeah. can come back on stage. Yeah. No, I was agreeing with Wanda uh, as far as nurses uh, becoming sick. Now I can't really say I even heard of anyone dying, but um, it was such hush hush that I can't be sure that a nurse has hasn't died in our facility from COVID um, because even when they became ill, a lot of times we didn't even know about it until you know weeks later the other thing that um, was an issue at our facility for a while was the proper um, protection apparatus they didn't have yeah. 
um, you know, enough masks um, for COVID patients. They didn't have enough gowns. And um, we were, well, the nurses taking care of these patients were using what we had and, and right. just started raising hell. And of course, you know, once nurses start fussing, we're being aggressive and all kinds of negative things. Um, but yeah, I agree with Wanda. I mean, I may not be around for the next pandemic. I hope I will, but there's going to be another pandemic. And I Absolutely. think, I think everybody involved, um, will be, I hope will be better prepared. Um, but I cannot wait to see this documentary and I think we'll have a documentary party. Um, I, I see it happening already. Yeah, yeah. I see it happening. So, yeah, I'm looking at, I, I'm already planning that every shift is going to have their own party so they can yeah. go to the movies together before they have to go to work for their shift. Mom, yeah. thank you again for being on here. I'm going to, I'm going to get back thank to you. Thank you so Robin. much. <laughs> so, Robin, I hope you're enjoying today's episode. If you're getting value from what you're hearing today, if you've had moments where you thought, I should write this down, or that is really interesting, I didn't know that then I wanna invite you to stay connected to me. You can do it by going to my website and my website is liveempoweredinstitute.com. That's liveempoweredinstitute.com. And when you get there, hit the subscribe button so that you'll have access to any events, courses, articles, or promotions that might be going on. You can also get my other social media outlet links there. That's for Facebook, where I'm at Live Empowered Institute, or my Instagram, where I'm at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, and my YouTube channel. But if you missed all of that, just go to the website, Live Empowered Institute, www.liveempoweredinstitute.com, and you'll be able to stay connected with me there. Thanks. You know, this, like I said, this, this film covers COVID, it covers Black Lives Matter, it covers mental health issues. So it, it's got all of the the, the topics that have been relevant throughout the pandemic and beyond, because mental health issues have been have been an issue since since forever. Um, and you focus specifically on uh, medical practitioners of color. What is it that you want people to get? What is it that a white audience member might get from this film um, that they may not know otherwise? It's just the perspective of African-American nurses, because during COVID, on a lot of the news um, interviews they did, they didn't look like us. But when I went into most hospitals, you know, a lot of the providers are, are African-American or, you know, of other cultures. And so I didn't think it was a fair, you know, depiction of what's really going on in the hospital. So I really wanted to hear how the African-American nurses felt. And um, it was pretty much across the board the same. They kind of felt like they weren't being identified and recognized for what they were doing too. And so that's why the song was important to let them know that I love them and that they're heroes because um, we didn't sign up for this. We took an oath to do no harm. But when this came about, um, yes, it was scary for the whole world. However, we as nurses, we're going to be ready for the next one. And we got to be a part of that now, you know, um, be proactive, not reactive, because we need to make sure we're protected. And that was the challenge. We were waiting on administration to do those things. 
and people finally, you know, started making their own masks and creating things because they was like, I got to still work. So we're going to make some masks and we're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's what we use. The right. ones that was making at home today say, Oh, they don't protect you, but they were better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, I just think it's so important that we really be prepared and look at what we need to do for the shortage that's definitely coming in nursing and that's going to affect our um, care. Yeah. Population and in, in yeah. cities and minority communities, people of color. Yeah. Yeah. So, so technology is going to play a huge part because you're not going to be able to see everybody. You're going to be doing what we're doing. They, the mm-hmm. doctors are going to be seeing us so they can see more people and you're going to have to really take better care of yourself. And so I just think, um, this is was a wake up call, but I think for nurses, I'm I just want to see them smile again because it's a lot of nurses that are um, got PTSD from this. They really do. They yeah. they they feel in some kind of way like I can't believe that now we're not even talking about it, but it's still people dying and people getting sick. So it's mm-hmm. still real. And then the long haul syndrome of the people that recovered from COVID. That's a whole nother impact on the healthcare system. Yeah. Well, I, I can't thank you enough. I think if, if I had to describe what I think this film does for nurses, and I think, you know, my mother and Wanda are two examples, just somebody acknowledging, just, just someone seeing them, you know, we all want to be seen and, and, and have somebody, you know, that I see you, where is it here? Right. I see you mm-hmm. kind of thing. And to, to then to be able to give them a voice. And I, I think you you use this film to let them know that somebody who understands what they're going through not only sees them, but provided a voice. And that voice helps them feel a part of um, something bigger than them, which they, they are as nurses, but it also provides an opportunity for people that don't look like us to understand what it was like for people that do look like us to go through this, you yeah. know, and it may be somebody that you've been working with for years, but you don't understand dealing with the mental health issues of COVID and Black Lives Matter simultaneously while you're coming into work to do that job. As my mom said, with that smile on your face and all of the grace and respect that we've been, you know, you've been taught by folks before you, um, the pressure that that put on so many people. And it's not to say, I, let me say this, it's not to say that white nurses or medical practitioners didn't experience a whole lot of, 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 of hellacious stuff going through the pandemic. Right. It's just to say exactly. that the experience of people of color was, was as relevant and as uh, troublesome and as traumatic, but it wasn't as visible. Right. And, and we have to, you know, understand that it's different. Because um, of the the economic impact it had on African American people, because a lot of people may not be making a lot of money, and so when businesses shut down because of COVID, a lot of people didn't get any money. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't on jobs that had those benefits that you know could get computers and let them work from home and all of that. So a lot of people lost a lot of assets. They lost family members. Mm-hmm. Then they were isolated. And and nobody wants to be isolated. It almost feels like you're incarcerated. Even though you're home, mm-hmm. 
you're not used to being home. Most of the right. time, the house takes care of itself. We're ripping and running all over the world, doing what we do best. You know, we don't stay home a lot. So we, we got an opportunity to live in our homes, but we're not used to being there with everybody being there with us. So it was a lot of relationships that ended. Yes. A lot of people uh-huh. lo- lost their lives because of domestic stuff, because y- you had the financial piece, too. And so when you're talking about our culture, a lot of that was hitting back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why it was important for me to um, bring them into our world. And a lot of the audiences that have seen the um, film, they have been um, of other um, color and they. Mm-hmm really embraced it and they said i had no idea some of the things that we share and so they was like how did you get them to open up like that right (laughs) and i said they all said thank you this was therapeutic for me yeah because people had not asked them how they felt because I think once you open up that can of worms, if somebody say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time we say fine. But when you start to saying how you really feel, right. that person has to stay present with you and help you through that process. Yeah. So I think that's why they didn't ask the nurses, how do you how feel? How do you feel? They didn't want to open that can of worms. They wanted them to keep working. Uh, Mom has one more question. Mom, what did you want to ask? I just wanted to say that in, in the hospital that I'm in, uh, minority uh, nursing is, is few. Um, on my unit in critical care, there are, on the day shift, there are three, uh, I'm sorry, four black registered nurses and our unit secretary, who's also black, and we have a respiratory therapist. It was so nice, and it still is, when we were all there together doing all this because we had that support of each other. Yes. We could yes. talk to each other about all the mm-hmm. things that were going on in the going world on. with the black people. And it was kind of lonely when when I would come to work and I was the only one there. I mean, I had yeah. people, but I couldn't talk to them the way I could talk to mm-hmm. my black brothers and sisters. Yeah, especially when um, you're talking about, you know, George Floyd or, you know, all exactly. these other things that are, that or, are going those on. Kind of things. We, could, we could cluster. We always laughed that we were going to get fired, but uh, we could cluster at some point and just talk about what's going on mm-hmm. and lean mm-hmm. on each other um, and just be supportive and, and, and life um, right. with Black Lives. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what's happening now. People are coming back out and we're interacting and these conversations are coming up because, you know, you didn't get a chance to talk about it. And people people lost loved ones and the funerals were two and three months out. That that was a lot for people to digest. Your camera froze up just a little bit. Can you still hear me, Robin? Yes. Can you hear me? Yep, you're back now. So I, I want to read this list and then I have my final questions because I want people to know uh, when we were talking about film festivals, this film and the music <laughs> have, 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 she's been acknowledged all over the place. So I'm going to give you the list. The Bronze, the Bronze Lens Film Festival, the Orlando Film Festival, nominated for Best Documentary, the Impact Docs DOCS Award, Award of Recognition, 
Orlando Urban Film Festival. Now, hold on, because there's three things there. Honorable mention for a documentary, <laughs> Phenomenal Women in Film Best Director Award, and Best Music Video. Uh, Impact DOC Award, another award of recognition. The Indie Fest Award of Recognition for Documentary Feature. Indie Fest Award of Recognition Viewer Impact Motivational and Inspirational. Um, the Michelle Film Festival, too, nominated for Outstanding Feature Documentary and nominated for Outstanding Music Documentary. So if you have been here with us for this show, you have been talking with or listening to Miss <laughs> Robin Roots, nurse, director, producer, writer of the award-winning 2020 Year of the Nurse. It is not out yet, but you can go to YouTube and watch the trailer and you can go to Amazon and buy the book. And you can go to wherever you download and stream music and get the the re, the uh, the song. Robin, I always yes. close with these questions. Um, the first one is about empowerment. What does empowerment mean to you? Or or you can answer, what do you do to empower yourself? For me to empower myself, I'm always learning. I'm a lifelong learner. I believe to whom much is given, much is required. So I'm always um, expanding my knowledge base so that opportunities like this, when they come up, I show up. So I think it's important to stay um, prepared, mm. you know? Yeah. Okay, great. And then my, my last one is actually a trifecta of questions. It's my what went well. <laughs> And I do a short one first, the short one. And it's just for today. You know, I always think, you know, God's miracles happen all the time. We don't need big ones. Today, when you think about what happened today for you, what went well today? It was really just having a um, a day that went smooth. You know, I didn't, everything on my list got checked off. Okay. All right. I like so, it. I yeah. like it because I, I keep a I keep a uh, to done list. I don't have a to do list. I'm, always, I'm ever I'm ever ambitiously uh, optimistic. So it's a to done list. So then my next what went well, what went well for you in the last like one to two weeks? Oh, my God. It's it's just been amazing. Um, It's been acknowledgement after acknowledgement. And, and it's not even about the film. It's about the platform that nurses are on because of this film and so i was nominated for a joy award mm. with taraji p henson for the work we did with the documentary for mental health of nurses and um that was just an acknowledgement and um several people such as tyler perry you know got on that um live and thanked us for what we've done in the community and stuff and then just getting emails from different film festivals that I have put the film in and we it submitted it internationally mm -hmm. for the first time I've done that. And I'm excited because people are listening and they love nurses and they, they, they're walking with us through this because they know um, we didn't get the best part of the deal. They feel like, you know, people can tell you stories about their husband, their wives and right. all this stuff. But at the end of the day, nurses are very resilient. Yes. And I feel like this is a calling. We're not here just to hang out. This is, right, right. this is who we are. 
and we we always gotta gotta make an impact it's no need in going to work if you don't change anything if you're not changing it look we we kind of have a saying uh and i i don't know where i picked it up now we love nurses and we love doctors we have utmost respect for doctors because we know what they they do too we say the doctor will do the surgery that will save your life but it's mm-hmm. the nurses that will keep you alive right okay so yeah. my third what well my third what well i want you to think of your entire life and if you were hmm. going to say to God, you know what, this went really well. I want to thank you for this. What has gone is going really well in your life right now, or just over the period of your life. It's the ability um, that he has given me to um, survive through so many trials and tribulations and to get to the end of my career, which I'm retiring in July. and feel like I have impacted the world. It's not just this little cluster that I started with. And (laughs) (laughs) so that's, that's my thank you because I see it now. And we talked about this in our group. It's like I'm walking in that, in that dream. And it's not about me. It's, that the nurses are recognized because man if you didn't have that infrastructure of nurses they don't know they don't have a clue what healthcare mm-hmm. would look like oh goodness yeah yeah wouldn't be there so so thank you for that i i am honored um i was glad to get you right now when you said you would do it and what date i picked the very (laughs) next date i had open because i know you are about to go into some more festivals matter of fact talk to you have one coming up uh july 13th to the 17th right the michelle film festival in la i'm excited and we were nominated with the well selected with the documentary and the song and then it's an opportunity for me to meet the nurses that i've never met and then to network and be at that next level this when we started this is where we were headed Mm -hmm. and and god did it again so we're we're excited yes well look um congratulations for 30 plus years of nursing we thank you for your service and I would say, uh, looking forward to your retirement, you have already, you're already in the next career, the next phase, the next level. So um, enjoy whatever retirement is going to look like for you. Um, and I think it's going to look like some more honors and awards. And thank you for what it is that you've done mm-hmm. for nurses and uh, what you continue to do for people just because of the documentary spirit that you do have. I know there's just going to be some more wonderful things. And I'm glad that I'm going to be close enough to see them happen. So yes. thank you for this time. Thank you so much. Well, thank you guys so much. And I hope you come out to see the film because um, I would love to meet you. And if you get your book before then, bring it. I'd be more than happy to autograph it and yep. really just meet some of the nurses there. I'm going to be there on Wednesday till Sunday. Well, if we fly back on Monday. So I'm hoping I might can get to a hospital and meet some nurses too. I just have well, to. Well, if we can get you down here, we got one in Palomar that my mom would take you on on a on a special tour. But uh, my mother doesn't know that we may be seeing you uh, when you get here for for the um, festival. So I'll tell her. I will talk to, about that later. We'll talk about that offline. Everyone, thank okay. you for joining me. I'm Dr. Lisa Summerhour. This has been Live Empowered. 
We invite you to these conversations where empowered people empower people. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Live Empowered. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Summerhour Live Empowered Institute. If you enjoyed this episode, recommend Live Empowered with Dr. Lisa Summerhour or my series, Divorce is Not a Destination, to your friends and family. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at firesidechat.com backslash Lisa Summerhour. That's L-I-S-A. S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. Catch replays on Fireside and my YouTube channel, Live Empowered. Until next time, you live empowered and lead your best self forward. Live on Fireside.